following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I'm going to ask you an easy question. (laughs) Well, that's nice. Okay, I'll go for it. Describe the character (laughs) of God. That only takes, you know, semesters <laughs> worth of seminary to <laughs> talk about that. But what's, uh, well, I know you want to talk about one particular aspect. Well, that's interesting. Um, you know, it's, what's fascinating is if you look at the names of God, um, that can give you a clue. And the reason I'm saying this is we have keys on the topic of God, who is he? And um, I intentionally put, um, like, the names of God containing El, E-L. It's Elohim. Um, El is the is uh, found in many words throughout the Old Testament. And El raises God high, it reflects his power, his power and might. It's not violent power, but profound power. And when combined with other words, uh, it identifies the nature or the function of God. So you've got Elohim, that's our creator God. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Um, uh, there's El Elyon, God most high, El Roy, the God who sees. In fact, you know, on rare occasion, this is very rare, um, if I've lost something, I cannot find it. I'll just say, I I would just like to call on El Roy, the God who sees, to, you know where this is. Obviously, it's something very important that I needed to to locate. Um, And I've never shared that before, but not you know, uh, El Shaddai, God Almighty. Um, but what you find is, uh, and, and that this is in Hebrew, uh, likewise, uh, Jehovah is the more personal part of, of God, um, where you have Jehovah Jireh, um, the Lord, my provider. Now, see that this is on a personal level what you what we really need. Um, uh, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, or it's the Lord who heals. It it it's the L O R D all caps. Um, it's uh, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Uh, uh, Jehovah Raha, uh, the Lord my shepherd. I mean, he shepherds us. This is Psalm 23. Now, in our English, we may only have just the word Lord, or we may have, you know, God. But in Hebrew, it's much more uh, detailed. And so we don't get that from our English standpoint primarily. And uh, I think the important part is that personal nature of of uh, of Jehovah 
Um, yes, he's the self-existent one, but um, the name Jehovah emphasizes his covenant-keeping role. And I, I think in general people can say, oh, you know, God, and they just, there's this loftiness. Uh, it's like, or it's kind of like outer space. It's not, it's not personal. And, you know, I, I remember that um, very well when I didn't know anything about God. But um, just the, the, the fact that God literally interacts with us, um, we are to pray. He wants us to talk with him because in terms of his character, um, he is, um, and, and, I, and I think that there are, are aspects of his character that is, there, there, there are moral attributes, like um, <clears throat> he's, he's just, meaning um, since he's just, I know that all his rules and judgments toward everyone including me, are fair. Um, in terms of, uh, he's merciful. So the Lord is gracious and righteous. Um, uh, you know, I know he has compassion for us. When we fail, uh, he's merciful. Mercy, uh, I love the two sides of grace and mercy. Grace is giving us a gift we don't deserve. Mercy is giving us um, what we what we do, not giving us what we do deserve, which is judgment um, or unforgiveness. You know, we but no, he is forgiving. So um, I think when you look at the character of God, when you look at once you really look at how he is, he describes himself. Um, I think it's huge. So, those are those are thoughts that I have in terms of uh, the more you come to know him, the more you trust him. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support. This ministry it means so much to us. We really thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And they love to hear from you and help you get the right resources into your hands. We have Keys for Living, as June was just talking about the the uh, character and some of the names of God. We have the Keys for Living called God, Who Is He? Who do you say He is? And uh, that and uh, so many other titles are available with uh, calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Now, maybe there's something in your life you'd like to talk with June about, and you'd like to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. We welcome your call at 800-917. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, just leave a message for us. We'll get back to you and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. Just talk to you about what questions you have and what direction you'd like to get uh, on the call. So give us a call there at 800-917-800-644-4817. Well, let's uh, get to our caller for tonight. This evening, we welcome uh, a listener in Florida. Tonight, we welcome back Justin. Well, hello, Justin. Welcome back to you. Delighted to talk with you. Hey, June. It's good to talk to y'all as well. Thank you. Well, what's on your mind for tonight? Well, um, you know, I, I, I suppose maybe we'll, we'll start where we left off. Um, so I had shared a couple days ago about some of what God was doing in my life and trying to address, I guess, um, some of my interaction with an abuser had mm-hmm. back up. And so I was trying to feel out and sort out what God was doing with that and how I could um, kind of walk with him and discern what he was leading me to. Um, so after we had talked the other day, um, I went and sort of thought about where things were at and prayed, and I didn't feel like there was a whole lot that, um, you know, God gave me any discernment, at least that night, and then I woke up in the morning, and I was still thinking about that question of, you know, we had talked about, did I actually really forgive my abuser? And I was like, sitting there, I was like, God, did I 
did I forgive him? And, and I felt like God said, you gave me your abuser, but you didn't give me the intensity of, um, of your emotions or of the emotions. Hmm. So I don't think it was so much that God was upset at me for having anger or for having sadness about the situation. And in fact, I think a lot of that was no longer pointed at any particular person Mm -hmm. um, because I had done the work of forgiving this individual. Um, But I think that I don't, and I'm not sure why exactly um, I, I needed felt some sort of need to hold on to that or didn't give that the intensity of it to God. I think it was really gentle of him to say, to phrase it that way, and, and for him not to say you can't be angry, you can't be upset, but I don't know if I was trying to take that and use that um, as like a victim card um, for some purpose, you know, to, or some coping mechanism or um, how I was why I was holding on to the intensity of those emotions. You know, I, um, as I'm listening to you, I, I do know that there are people who are absolutely manipulative. And you did describe what he had done. And um, no one wants to be manipulated. Uh, that doesn't feel good uh, because that means somebody else is trying to control us. And I just want you to know, because um, I heard your language about, you know, God, um, you didn't think he would be that, you know, really upset with you uh, about if you had some residual anger these are my words, maybe not not perfect for what you're describing, but I just want you to know God is for you, and he has seen what changes you have allowed him to make in you. Uh, um, forgiveness is a a process. It's typically not just a one-time act, and some people don't understand that you can forgive, but then later remember certain things, and there may need to be forgiving what else you remember, mm-hmm. meaning sometimes we are not aware of how interactions have impacted us. Does that part make sense? Right, yeah. Yeah, that okay. does. So, so, but I... Um, I want you to see that God sees the whole picture. He sees your whole life. And He knows what the potential is for you that He has planned. And that's huge. It's not like he's uh, standing, you know, aside with uh, his arms folded. Let me just see what Justin's going to do. I don't, you know, it, it's not, that's not what he wants. Um, 
that's why his forgiveness is of us is so amazing um, because we can blow it substantially and yet he stands ready uh, to, to be a part of healing our lives. And part of that is the, the ability for us to trust him uh, with our lives. And I, I just somehow felt, I just wanted you to know that it's not like he's waiting for you to um, blow it so that he can go bang. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know if you needed to hear that, um, but sometimes um, it, it depends on our concept of who he is. But when you look at even how he dealt with Peter, who blew it in a major way, he denied Jesus and he... You know, I don't know. I don't know who he is, and um, all this, and yet he had been, you know, one of the three major disciples, and um, yet what you see about his character, uh, the character of, of of Christ, is, you know, he appears after his death, and. Now he is alive, and they're in stunning. It's a stunning thing for Peter, and he says, "Peter, do you love me?" And Peter says, "You know, Lord, I love you." Then it's there are three times he asks that question. Uh, then feed my sheep. Yes, uh, again, take care of my lambs. You know, it's it, it's this phenomenal response where he reinstates Peter. Um, and I, I I can't imagine what Peter went through because the failure was so intense um, of, of the denial. And yet he he was told by by Jesus, um, he, you're, you're going to deny me three times and of course Peter goes no no way no way look you know so I'm, I'm just saying this I just I just want you to realize you are in a relationship with God who is extraordinary in terms of not only having a plan for you because he says I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future um he is he he is never not going to love you meaning he will love you forever he uh, and this is jeremiah um when you look at uh, 313 um i've loved you with an everlasting love i've drawn you with loving kindness you know, so how long is everlasting? Tell me, tell me, Justin, how long is everlasting? Forever. Yeah. Well, you know what it's like to have people in your life who you loved, but it's not forever, right? Right. So, 
he says, um, I'm not abandoning you, no matter what you do. I will love you forever. That's quite extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, he was a good God. Yeah. And I know when we talked last, only uh, about a week ago, uh, you were, you were, you made a statement, and, you know, I, I think God, God can handle this, you know, that maybe you wondered if you were having difficulty forgiving God. And I think that's because how we view things should happen when they don't, um, he knows what we feel. And the good part is he can handle it. It's, I, yeah, I was impressed, by the way. I was impressed that you admitted that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, I've, it's, a, it's a sense of, like, God did me wrong. And I, you know, I readily admit, and I actually had a, a lady who, in prayer ministry, theophostic ministry, mm -hmm. she wanted me to, quote-unquote, forgive God, and I wouldn't do it because I knew it was like, this is not, like, I may not understand God's ways, but that doesn't mean that his ways are wrong. And mm -hmm. so I'm not, so I, I'm not, I wouldn't ask him to forgive me. And it was like, she just kept pressing. And so now I'm in like a spiritual healing situation and I'm being asked to do this thing that I can't do. And I'm like, um, okay, Lord, uh, I guess I'm moving on. But, um, you know, I, I think that I still sometimes, I just don't understand his ways. His ways are just not my ways. And, um, mm -hmm. I keep learning and growing in the fact that he loves me even when I can't sense it or feel it or, mm -hmm. or know it. So. Yeah, B a great point. Um, uh, yeah, let's, let's definitely come back and unwrap that. That is legitimate. And I think we don't know his, we don't know what he's doing or why would he allow this? You know, it. We can look at that, and I remember wondering that, thinking, if God really is a loving God, how could He allow, and then it was specifically my father, to cause so much pain to so many people? I could not understand, and I didn't talk with people about it, but I understand. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. 
If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions about the topics on the program tonight, just give our customer support team a call at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you to get the right resources into your hands. Maybe they can recommend even a free resource on our website, or if you'd like to order something from them, they can get that in the mail pretty quickly. So uh, just order from them. And as uh, we were talking about the topic of forgiveness tonight, our keys for living on that called Releasing You is Freeing Me. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. If you'd like to email them and ask your questions there, uh, maybe to uh, order directly from them, uh, you can do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Justin. Well, Justin, as you um, are thinking about that concept, um, forgiving God, where where are you right now as you think about that? Because you were talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, what I remember is you were talking about this environmental, these, uh, I'm going to, I guess they were environmental allergies or you, you really have to struggle because you can't um, do or go where some people can go because it can trigger your physical body um, in in a challenging way. Is that safe to say, or is that yeah, is that's that correct? That's okay. that's my situation right now. Okay, so is it is it something more than that? Uh, it, I mean, I think it's. It's a whole lot of things. You know, we could just go right down the list of all the stuff that's happened in my life. You know, I grew up in a really abusive home, and, you know, then I, you know, like I mentioned to you, um, I met you at an Exodus conference, and you and mm-hmm. I know what that is. <laughs> yes, yeah, got it. a lot of other folks may not, and that that is um, because I dealt with same-sex attractions. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm dealing with a mom who led me to Christ, and, 
you know, she's uh, she's reading her Bible one minute, and the next minute she's over top of me swinging her arms back and forth. Mm. And then it's like, because you live through this thing, right, and you survive, <clears throat> you have all these other issues that come along, right? It's not just like, you oh, like, you had a horrible thing happen, it was really bad, but you get to move on. Well, you do and you don't, you know, part of your heart has been affected by it, and then it can create these other things that you have to face in life. And so my the sensitivities that I have now are mostly the result of having a heightened state of fight or flight that I'm unable to get back down to where it needs to be so that my system's already at like a 9 out of 10. And then something in the environment that's not healthy but also isn't life-threatening puts me over that edge where now I'm at a 10 out of 10 and my body says, okay, you're in a life-threatening situation. And so I have fibromyalgia, full body pain, you know, all kinds of neurological things going on and firing of nerves that um, really don't amount to what's actually happening in the environment at that point. Um, So, you know, um, this thing of God's ways and his plans being higher than mine and um, his love and his concern for me, um, you know, knowing that fully in this life has been a real challenge mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. of those things that I've faced. And, um, and some days I do a better job than others of, you know, believing and trusting in his love. And um, some days, you know, the health stuff is just too much and, you know, I, um, but I do believe that, you know, one day I am going to see God in heaven so clearly that a lot of my concerns and a lot of my worries in this life, even if he doesn't give me answers in this life, that it will mm-hmm. make sense one day. And so I put my hope and my trust in him as best as I can, and, um, and still pray and hope that he heals me and continue to do whatever work I can um, on my own to heal and work through, you know, kind of the underlying things below the um, the sensitivities, the environmental sensitivities I have. Mm-hmm. When you mention uh, the fight or flight, um, immediately I think about fear because... Fear acts as a protective reaction uh, placed in us by our Creator uh, to activate what I call the physical defense system that we have. And uh, when we face real danger, I mean, all of a sudden, all this number of things take place. It, it triggers the release of adrenaline in the body, um, which prepares us for action um, and propels us. Uh, it and that is what is called the the fight or flight response. And sometimes we could have that response when we are not in a true fearful situation that he knows that and there that's where um, uh, over time we can uh, that the physical body can uh, literally 
be, um, I'm going to say, moderated by what we dwell on, what we think, what, uh, and, and this is why it's so important to, to realize that fight or flight is tremendously useful when we are in true danger. Uh, we don't need right. it to be continually cropping up when there's not danger, but when, <coughs> excuse me, when that happens, then that means that um, there there needs to be a defense to that or, or a plan to know what to do. Um, so do you, as I as I describe, just when you said fight or flight, it's actually there are three. It's fight, flight, or freeze. Sometimes it's deer in the headlights. You know, it can be even freeze. Um, yeah. But um, may I ask, how old are you? I'm 38. Okay. Uh, by the way, I was just telling um, my co-host... Uh, I really enjoy talking with you. There is a boyishness, and this is a compliment, a boyishness about you that is very refreshing. And you're not, uh, you're not stayed and just, well, I don't care. You know, no, I mean, that, that is not you. Um, and what I think is you are exploring your, you you, know, you 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 want to grow in a healthy way. That's what I I remember after we talked the first time uh, the other night. Uh, it was like, look, this is this guy's gonna he he's going to have a a fascinating journey with God because you're not just stuck see what the way you ended what you just said to me is like it's like in the end i i think i'll see the purpose for the pain if you will is that safe to say yeah yeah mm -hmm. sure well i now i i was one who did say you know if god's a loving god why would he allow and that means I'm not unique. There are many of us who can look. But at that initially is I didn't know God at all, and I didn't, uh, I wasn't a Christian. I just, I was being exposed to authentic Christianity and was very drawn to the people, a lot of people that were, for the first time, I saw authentic Christians. And, uh, but it was my, my, my hesitation, and I wasn't verbal at all about it to anybody, was, but um, I can't, I can't reconcile how this loving God could allow all these um, pa very painful negative things that I was experiencing in my home. So... I didn't know what to do, and um, yet the more and more I learned about the character of God, I thought, huh, because that was for the first time in a 
Bible study. It was, it was, it was Sunday school, but I had never heard the Bible taught. I, didn't, I, I couldn't even turn in the Bible anywhere. So it was all new to me, and yet I was fascinated because God was not the image that I had of this remote, distant um, being who did, I didn't have a problem with imagining him setting the universe in place and in space, but um, the the aspect of how he he interacts with us is, um, well, it, it was just foreign. So, I, what I, I want to um, say that my journey was a surprise to me because later I saw, it was, you know, ultimately a number of years later, how he used all of that pain for a purpose. And I say the pain, uh, you know, most people don't have uh, the father, my father, uh, he, was, he had three families going on concurrently, and we were a secret family, and it was a messy thing of all his women, and it just, it was just a mess, and, but I couldn't talk to anybody, because I didn't know how, and uh, nobody had my situation, and I didn't know what to do with my hatred toward him, my unforgiveness, and all, you know, it was just, uh, yet, he was very much later a part of my life as after marrying my mom and that was worse <laughs> when he was in in our lives and um uh, so i i i i know the unpro- you described your mom and i hear that she was very unpredictable yeah correct so so yeah. see that's hard when a parent um, is uh, you don't know what you're going to get. You go home, and what is it going to be? Is it, 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 you know, it may be explosion time. It may, you know, it, or it could be quote unquote what we would call normal. Uh, but the unpredictability is you don't know where the um, booby traps are or the landmines. You're trying to walk. But is that, are you going to step on a landmine? And uh, therefore, and one last thing, when we have this image of God, uh, initially the parents, uh, the character of the parents is what kids think about, and they kind of put that onto God. Fortunately, God is not like human parents. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. 
It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. Uh, We thank you for that, for your prayers and your support of this ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topic and uh, you would like to learn more about something that's going on in your life, we have over 100 keys for living for you to choose from. Just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE. They'll help you to uh, understand what resources might be best for you and get those ordered for you. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And their number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you're interested in our Keys for Living on Forgiveness, that's called Releasing You is Freeing Me. We also have a book that you might be interested in on that same topic. It's called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It and uh, Customer Support can help you with that, 800-488-HOPE. Also check out our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Find uh, updated keys for living. Find our Lifeline to Hope online training is there, and also June's many biblical resources and her music CDs. It's all there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to tonight's conversation with Justin. Hey, Justin, I want to know, could you tell me what, uh, your relationship was like with your dad? Uh, so, so as a kid, he wasn't around a whole lot. And, um, you know, he was, um, he would have jobs that would take him in different parts of the country. And um, as I grew older, I became aware that while he was in these other places, uh, he was not being faithful. Mm. Um, at this point in my life, he's had, um, he's on his uh, fifth marriage. Wow. And, um, yeah, so that's caused a whole lot of issues for me. Um, you know, it's a new person involved in the family dynamic and me trying to get used to them, and then they're gone, and then there's a new marriage, and... Um, uh, but my, my father and I do not have a relationship. Uh, uh, he, he just, it's like he's in his own world, this delusion where 
if you don't go with him into the delusion, then he feels free to lash out at you. Mm. Um, and I've never, I've just not been a really good game player. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, love shouldn't look this way. And that is part of what got me in trouble with my mom, too, is I just stopped playing the game at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, but yeah, so it was, it was really bad as, you know, as a kid, I didn't have that. And then, um, I defensively detached from my father. Um, I had seen him being, um, like when he would get mad, he'd get really mad and lash out. I never saw him hurt my mom, but there were like knockout, you know, like really bad arguments. I'd wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and my parents would be arguing and, he was it was, he was really really frightening when he mm-hmm. um, when he started yelling and uh, and at a certain point um, I just decided I never wanted to be like my dad so I defensively detached mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of set me up to not continue to you know walk down the path of my own journey into my own manhood you know. Um, mm-hmm. because he wrecked, you know, you yeah. know the story. <laughs> well, and this is what I was wondering about, because um, I'm going to repeat kind of a little bit of what I was saying. Children, when they hear the word God, um, what, did, what, what are they going to think? They, they're not vis- visibly seeing God. And so it's typically whoever is the strongest uh, of the parents, but typically like with a dad, a kid will put onto, will look at the characteristics of the, for you, for male to male, uh, a dad, and, and then put that onto God. And that can make it very much harder for we who had unpredictable dads, meaning uh, not not conventional. Yours wasn't conventional. Mine wasn't conventional. And conventional would be more like a, a fatherly, uh, a daddy kind of dad. You did not have that. I didn't either. But my point is, that can make it harder for us to have a closer relationship of trust in God. And it's helpful to know that. Not that we can't get there. It's not that you can't get there. But just to know that part of the grooming by God's design uh, is that a mother and father would uh, provide many basics for children where they learn to trust. They learn to do all kinds of things through this nurturing mother and father. You didn't have it. And that's helpful for you to know because if it's a little harder for you to lock into the, the true character of, of God, uh, there's a reason why. And I'm not saying that you don't lock in, but I'm just telling you that 
it would not surprise me to hear that you would have some question about, you know, is God going to be there for me or what? You know, all that. Because that's where that typically would develop in a positive way. But that's not who your dad was, was he? No, he wasn't. That's right. So therefore, um, it's like as you've come to want to know who he is and his role in your life, um, he wants you to know him. He wants you to be able to trust him with with the things that really deeply, deeply matter. Um, and d d does this part make sense to you? Can you relate to what I'm saying? Absolutely, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I struggle to know... Um, I struggle to know God's love. I, I think that there are a number of, you know, practical in my face kinds of struggles that are there. Mm -hmm. And then I think, you know, what you're talking about and what a lot of people refer to as, as my God image, you know, and how that developed within me, how I perceived, you know, God to be. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there were times in my childhood that later God showed me he was actually communicating to me in my childhood, I dismissed some of what I thought mm -hmm. I was hearing as a kid, because I mm -hmm. thought, well, this is just, I didn't have the term God image, but even as, as, as a kid, I still knew, oh, this is because, you know, I think that I'm, you know, this is what I think God would say. You know, he's telling me to be a good little boy and just be nice, and he's going to put all my problems in a corner over here. <laughs> mm -hmm, um, but years mm -hmm. later, God sort of revealed that, no, I was interacting with you, and you had no idea that these things actually were underlying issues beneath what you were praying for me to resolve. Um, mm. um, so, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about um, trusting God, given um, not having a, a positive connection with my my parents the way that I should, not being able to call somebody daddy mm -hmm. experience that. So I totally can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Well, and it is easier for those who have had like a, a daddy. I, I did not have that. You didn't have that. Never. I mean, it just, I, I can't imagine calling my dad that. I, I mean, I, I at least got to eventually call him dad it, it's a strange thing he wanted me to call him partner <laughs> i thought oh, it was, it, 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 ours was bizarre um but you know the deal is um as you get to know him over time and and, and just keep keep saying saying to him i really want to know you personally and and he wants you to know him. So, um, but I, I, I have many times been so aware that when those, when females or males, doesn't matter, when they've had a dysfunctional upbringing, it is harder for them to trust God. 
because their home life wasn't trustworthy, and therefore it puts, um, it, it's like it, it takes longer for for there to be a true trust. I mean, for a while, I you know I, I would hear about God, but I couldn't. It, there, there just wasn't the personal part, and and that that's been harder. I mean, there there are a lot of people who they'll they'll have emotion and oh, I just love you know. I, I, to this day, don't have what many people do. And I love to see that in others, but um, I know God knows my situation. And I, I trust Him implicitly. And I, I value, oh my goodness, where would I be if I did not have, uh, had He not uh, intersected in my life and all that he's done, but there, you know, I am I am aware that uh, that that I do not have what many people do. Does that make sense about that? Have what they, you know, people who freely just oh, I just love God and all that. Do, do, you, <laughs> do, do, do does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. For now, sure. uh, now that that doesn't mean that we won't grow. And we will. But uh, it's just, I want you to know, in fact, I remember one time seeing something where Charles Stanley wrote about himself. And he had this painful upbringing. And he, and I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> I didn't, I had no idea that uh, what he, because of his background, and therefore there were limits of what he experienced with God. But you know, I, I just think there's all, uh, I, I, I really care about you. I really care that you, you, that you know that God knows exactly what you experienced, that He is going to be there for you. I, one of the things that I had to do was learn how to pray because I didn't know how to pray and so I uh, uh, I would make myself walk uh, like two miles and I, I I said Lord teach me how to pray I, I don't know and so I had a little list I thought okay I'll start with this this is in my 20s and I just I, I so the growth part was longer for me to get to know the true God that created you and me. But just be aware, He's got the plan, and the plan is good. The plan is good in terms of fulfilling the reason why you were created. Uh, if you'd like for us to talk again, uh, this is insightful for me to know you this way. Uh, but we can talk. I'm going to send you something on fear. We will send our keys for living on fear called No Longer Afraid. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.